Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again, 24's podcast, where, yes, the Queen Bee, Beyonce, is back. Break my soul. I don't even know what it, I, I don't even know what it's about. It's like my first time actually listening to it. I only listened to like 30 seconds of it. Woo! Baby, 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 pause the music. I hate to, hate to pause Beyonce. Uh, for everybody that actually is interested in learning what, good dance pop music is this this is it this is it for everybody that wants to know what bad dance pop music is well uh you don't have to go far all you have to do is just listen to the new drake album it's pretty bad anyways got a full slate today full card gonna talk about the top 50 wideouts in not 50 wideouts excuse me 50 quarter not 50 jesus christ pause the music what is going on it's not 50 i'm not doing 50 that's way too much i'm doing like 32 and i'm going to talk about in general just 41 quarterbacks as well 41 total but really i'll skip ahead for some players i'm positive Then we're going to get into some Kyrie Irving news, some Chase Claypool news. I don't really have too much for you, but it, it probably will be a long one because I'll be talking about 31, 32 players in total. Ladies and gentlemen, can't wait to get into it right here. 24th podcast. Ain't taking no flicks, but the whole click snap. There's a whole lot of people in the house trying to smoke with the yak in your mouth. And we back outside. You said you outside, but you ain't that outside. Worldwide hoodie with the mask outside. In case you forgot how we act outside. I'm not gonna lie to you. I uh, I did not expect it to be that good. I was like, I saw, I woke up, like literally 30 to 40 minutes ago from me being tired. I've been on this really, really irregular sleep pattern, and I like woke up from a nap, and I woke up to that being like just being like trending on Twitter, and I was like, oh god. What has Beyonce done now? Uh, she's killed the game. That's what she's done. <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, like, how are people fucking reacting? Hold on. 
Apparently it's called Renaissance, the newest album, and it'll be re- arriving literally, like, next month. Jesus Christ. It is significantly better than anything Drake... I Like, it's so... I, I gotta bitch about this for, like, a couple of minutes. It is... Astounding. How much people will accept mediocre music. Honestly. People were like, oh my god. Drake's newest album. Well, he, he even said it. He was just like, you know, like, uh, if y- y'all don't get it, y'all don't get it. That's all right. We're already on it. And it's just like his album has been, it's terrible, first and foremost. And Drake's fan, Drake fans had the audacity, the audacity to defend it. And it's like Beyonce literally the Monday after its release. It's like, yeah, here you go. Here's a, here's a better track. It's better. Way better. Not even close. And I'll do it in the genre that he's trying to do it. I'm Beyonce. I'm better. Oh, Jesus Christ. Let me take a swig of water. Hold on. By like a swig, I mean like full on gulp, man. Jesus Christ. I'm like dehydrated and I'm thirsty. Gosh. All right. Let's talk about Kyrie. So Kyrie Irving, reportedly, Kyrie Irving, point guard for the Brooklyn Nets, reportedly is at an impasse with the Brooklyn Nets. If this was not Kyrie Irving, I would essentially hit you with the I don't care. But because this is literally one of the best point guards in the NBA, I have to care. Look, Kyrie Irving exhausts me. I feel that he doesn't really know what he wants as a basketball player. And more specifically, I feel that he just... Like, I just feel that to some degree he's a little bit immature. Right? What I mean by that is that when Kyrie was like... When Kyrie was... I mean, Kyrie's what, 31 years old now? Yeah. When Kyrie was a Cleveland Cavalier, essentially, he was just, he was just all about, you know, not even, it wasn't that he was all about himself. It was, it was that he was Batman's or LeBron's, excuse me, Robin. I'm getting my analogies mixed up. I apologize. Let me get going. It was LeBron's Robin. And I don't know who told him this. I don't know how many people told him this. I also feel like it's people underappreciating how awesome LeBron James is as a basketball player, but for some weird reason, it it gets into his head that he has to be the man. He has to be the guy that is responsible for the, not just the Cleveland Cavaliers' success, but whatever team that he is on, he has to be the reason why they are successful. Now, the problem with that is that he's not fucking LeBron James. He's not LeBron James, and it's not as easy as, I am a superstar athlete, let me carry my basketball team to victory. We have looked at Stephen Curry, essentially do that for Golden State. Newsflash, he has literally only done it one fucking time. 
where he has had one super awesome playoff, not appearance, excuse me, but playoff performance from the, uh, from like the round of eight or round of 16, I forgot what it was, to like the Western Conference semifinals, to the Western Conference finals, to the NBA finals. This is the first time where he has had consistent performances throughout the entirety of the playoffs. He's done that one fucking time. One time. There used to be this perception on Stephen Curry that he does not play well in the NBA Finals, and that was true. He didn't. He didn't play well in the, in the NBA Finals until this year. And more specifically, he didn't play as consistent. If you don't believe me, go watch Game 7 of the NBA Finals in 2016 and tell me how awesome Stephen Curry is. Right? So Kyrie Irving, for some weird reason, gets it in his head. Well, I have to leave LeBron because everybody's bitching about super teams. And LeBron has a super team. And he left, I think, after the Cavs won the NBA Finals. He left. Oh, no, he left the year after. Excuse me. He left, I think, the year after the Warriors got Kevin Durant. Right? He left. And he's just like, ah, I'm gone. He's like, let me be my own person. Or not even be my own person specifically, but let me be the man. And I remember thinking about that, and I'm like, that's as if Scottie Pippen said to Michael Jordan, I want to be the man. I want to be Batman. I don't want to be Robin anymore. Michael Jordan's like, you're the fucking person that's wearing red and green tights right now. I'm the guy with the Batmobile. We call it the Batmobile because I'm Bruce Wayne. I'm a billionaire playboy philanthropist. I have my own butler. You go to Bloodhaven, you have to change your name. I'm getting into the weeds of comic books. My point being is that there's no comparison. There is no comparison between Kyrie and LeBron, and he didn't realize it. Scotty, to some degree, doesn't realize it to this day. It's just like, look, I love Scotty Pippen. He's not, like, he's probably is not winning a championship without Michael. Unless he goes and he plays with another team. And the newsflash with Kyrie Irving is, he's not fucking winning a championship without LeBron. That's not hyperbole. That's not metaphorically. That is literally me speaking. Because all I have to do is just check how many rings he has since LeBron. Oh, wait, that's zero. But before LeBron, when LeBron was still a Heat and he got drafted to the Cleveland Cavaliers because Cavs were a terrible basketball team, he had no championships then either. And the only time that he had a championship was I think the second year that LeBron went back to Cleveland 2016 okay okay just saying so now Kyrie is in a little bit of a scrap with the Brooklyn Nets I was watching an NFL, not an NFL, an NBA insider talk about how apparently Kyrie Irving does not feel like it. Like, apparently he specifically, excuse me, wants to go somewhere with a home. He wants to go somewhere and be wanted, I guess, or feel like it's home. Whatever that means. I don't know what that means. Apparently the Knicks are going to try and make a move for Kyrie. I don't really know why. Apparently, the Lakers are going to make a move. I'll talk about that in a couple of minutes. It's just, you only have to look at his track record. And really, for that matter, 
Kevin Durant as well. And it's just like, both of you motherfuckers haven't done shit since you have left superstar teams and dynasties. And again, I feel like it's this weird pressure of being the man. And it's like, Michael was never the man. He had Dennis and he had Scotty and he had Charles Oakley for like a couple of years. What, what are people talking about? It's like Michael Jordan never not played with awesome players. Don't give me that. Neither did Magic. Neither did Larry Bird. Neither did Shaq and Kobe. Okay? I don't want to hear it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of old people rewriting history and being like, we never did what all of these young players did when they literally wrote the fucking book on it. And now we have players leaving awesome basketball teams in order to do something that literally the older generation did not do because the older generation sees the hypocrisy that they're spewing and they still choose to spew it. It annoys the fuck out of me. I don't know if you can tell. But if this wasn't Kyrie, if this wasn't one of the, the best point guards in the NBA, I would be like, I don't care. I don't care. He's too obnoxious of a basketball player for me to care. No, I have to care. It's Kyrie Irving. If he leaves the Knicks, or excuse me, the Nets, it's over. The Nets are over and done. This whole experiment is done. However, if he leaves the Nets... Is he willing to take a pay cut? I don't know. Can the Lakers even afford him? I don't know. I know the Lakers need him. LeBron needs somebody. He cannot go out there with Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, I thought was going to essentially just be the fucking capstone, or not the capstone, but I thought that he was just going to, going to just come in and just be awesome, right? It's like he's pretty much averaged his, yeah, he's, he averaged his career low of like 18.5, maybe not career low, but it's one of his career lows of like 18.5 points. He has not averaged less than essentially 20 points since 2009. I'm like, he's pretty much done. Do us a favor, please retire. Anthony Davis got hurt. Anthony Davis wasn't the Anthony Davis in 2020. So here we are. LeBron is about to go out and he is about to essentially have to do everything by him, by his fucking self. And now it's like, oh, okay, I can get somebody who's younger, who's better, who has a better shot, who plays a complimentary game to my game. And I talked about it. I'm like, there is no fucking way. Like people are like, Golden State shouldn't have been able to have won a championship this year. And I concur. It's just people didn't fucking take care of business. They didn't. People did not shut that fucking door when they should have. And so for some weird reason, with a team that really only had Steph pop off against another team that, you know, apparently has the defensive player of, of the year and Marcus Smart, Curry is able to drop 30 fucking points on the fucking Boston Celtics skull. Easily. 
Easily. Just saying, uh, some teams kind of need another score. Boston definitively needs another one. And now the Lakers do. So, Kyrie Irving, we'll talk about it probably a little bit more next week when I think his deal or whatever it's called is actually like up and he can exercise his player option and he can go out and um and actually explore the market that he wants to explore we will see what happens then but yes Kyrie Irving is a headache Jesus Christ. Uh, God. <laughs> so annoying. Like, I just wish that Kyrie or Kevin or whomever would just. God, man. I, I it's, oh my God, it's so annoying. So fucking annoyed. Anyways. I want to talk about Chase Claypool and the Pittsburgh Steelers for a couple minutes before I get into the quarterbacks. So, Chase. Chase Claypool. I think I said Chase Young. I meant to say Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool, wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Comes out today or yesterday and says that he thinks that he is a top three wide receiver in the NFL. And I'm not one of the people that's like slam dunking him because I don't know what people want players to, I don't know how people want players to perceive themselves. Do they want them to perceive themselves as like, lesser than other players i don't know like some people uh, there's always criticism people are always going to be like well you're too high on yourself you're too low on yourself i don't really care about it. like like i don't want to be like super reactionary about it not reactionary but like stupidly reactionary and i think being like i think dunking on chase claypool for this is like eye-rollingly annoying but it kind of like says something about the personality that the pittsburgh steelers want in their wide receivers and we'll talk about their football team as a whole here in a couple of minutes. Um, but I reason, but I say the reason why, like it, it speaks to the wide receiving core of the Pittsburgh Steelers is just like, look, like look at, look at some of the wide receivers that literally just passed through their doors over the last like four to five years, and and Antonio Brown, who literally ran off the field during a football game, and Juju Smith-Schuster, who like literally will dance on your logo. During, hold on. Sorry. Like, reading a Spider-Man thing. Sorry. But, like, Juju Smith-Schuster, who will, like, literally dance on your logo for a TikTok. Right? And now they also drafted George Pickens. The wide receiver out of Georgia who... I remember watching this Tennessee game. I don't know why I was watching it. But for some weird reason, I was watching it. And 
there's this like play on the sideline. George Pickens is a wide receiver. George's defense is out on the football field. And like as a wide receiver for Tennessee gets up off the Georgia sideline because he just ran out of bounds. George Pickens, for some re- weird reason, is like, let me spray him with some water. Like, let me just, <laughs> let me just do that for, for some weird reason. And it gets like caught on tape and everybody sees it. And there's also clips of George Pickens getting into fights with people. I love George Pickens, by the way. Love George Pickens. One for Georgia. I saw him play against Cincinnati. And I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Big, strong, fast, running by people. Holy shit. And then he like tore his ACL and like, the spring, and I was like, oh, fuck, I really was interested in watching him play this year. And then he came back for the national championship game, and he was pretty awesome. But George, I mean, he's he has a volatile personality. He does. Chase Claypool. The ridiculousness of this, I don't think is that serious, but again, it's just like, what, like why would you, why would you say this? Juju Smith-Huster saying, um, yeah, or not even saying, but dancing on people's logos. And then Antonio Brown, like, Antonio Brown, like, just the issues coming out with him. I can't even point to, like, a single one and be like, yeah, this is, this is one of the things that I would point to that would define Antonio Brown. Oh, no, I can. It's, again, running off the field uh, during a football game, and I, I don't know the reason. Either he was hurt and he didn't want to play or... He got booted out of the game. I don't know. It's just weird. For me, at least. And then I started to think to myself, I'm like, wait a second. Uh, maybe it's just me. I like the player of Chase Claypool a lot. Love the player, actually. I love George Pickens, the player, a lot. And then Deontay Johnson, who probably shouldn't have gotten a Pro Bowl, got into the Pro Bowl. I don't know how Deontay Johnson gets into the Pro Bowl, if you want my honest opinion about it. It's like, isn't there like one other? I mean, Stefan Diggs was there. Tyreek Hill was there. I mean, do people not know who Keenan Allen is? I don't know. How, what, are, what is his yards again? Deontay Johnson is like... It's like a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm like... I seen him play, but I'm like, oh, I mean, he had a eleven, yeah. How? How does he? How does he get into the Pro Bowl? He has an awesome amount of touchdowns. He has eight touchdowns. Yeah, I, 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 I can see it to some degree. I can see it. I can see it now. Like looking at his statistics now, it's just like I don't perceive him as like a top ten to fifteen to even to some degree, like a top twenty wide receiver in the NFL. And I'm like, I don't know why people. Voted him as a as a pro bowler, but sure, fine, we can we can roll with it. But I thought about all of the offensive weapons that Pittsburgh has now because of the whole Chase Claypool thing, and then I thought about George Pickens, and then Deontay Johnson, and then I just thought about how many awesome weapons they have. This is me transitioning, and I was like, holy shit, Pittsburgh, like outside of an offensive line. 
And then, like, maybe an additional corner. They get some good cornerback play. Like, Pittsburgh is actually, like, they're, they're close. Let me, let me bring it down. You may not see it, right? So, Pittsburgh has Najee Harris, who I love, but their offensive line is shitty, so they're not maximizing their value with Najee. But still, that's fine, because, again, they have Chase Claypool, who I think is going to be a really, really awesome wide receiver in the NFL. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and Pratt Fearmouth, the tight end, I think from Notre Dame. Like they have all of their bases covered when it comes to skill position players, and then they have a rookie quarterback coming in right now. The only thing that they really suck at is offensive line. If their offensive line didn't suck so freaking much, they would actually, to me, be a stronger contender and a pusher for the one seat of their division. Let me take a swig of water first. Hold on. Sorry about that. I'm like really, really thirsty. Like Pittsburgh, to me, is just like, they're, they to me, I don't want to like overinflate people. I don't want to like overinflate things and be like, Pittsburgh is, an awesome football team. It's just like they have TJ Watt. They have Minka who everybody thinks like, I don't know what people think of Minka Fitzpatrick. Minka Fitzpatrick is like probably the best safety in the NFL. I don't think people realize this. Minka Fitzpatrick had 124 fucking tackles last year as a safety. He's getting paid more than Jamal Adams. And to a large degree, He's more valuable because he can play the deep safety and he can play a box safety position and a role. And on top of that, he can actually like play decently well in coverage. And they also have TJ Watt and uh, what's up with Devin Bush? Is, I, 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 like I haven't watched a whole lot of Devin Bush, even though I've seen, like I've, I know who he is, but... I'm like, I'm just going to check his statistics. Yeah, Devin Bush is like an okay linebacker. He's up for a contract extension like this year. He can be re-signed. I remember people were like freaking out when Pittsburgh got Devin Bush. And I was like, mm, I don't know about that. But Pittsburgh is a super, super loaded team in a super, super loaded division in a super, super loaded conference. And I was thinking about this on my, like, just when I was driving today. I was like, there's so much young talent at quarterback in the AFC right now versus, like, the NFC. And by young talent at quarterback, I should be very, very specific here. Young, good talent at quarterback. There's so much young, good talent at quarterback in the AFC versus in the NFC and most importantly, and more specifically, the talent seems to be able to develop at a higher level. Like Justin Fields, we'll talk about him. Justin is like, where is Justin Fields? Justin Fields is like my 30th quarterback on my top 41 quarterbacks in, uh, in the NFL, right? Like he's 30 out of 41. He's bad. Like inarguably bad. Jalen Hurts, love Jalen. He's like my 21st quarterback. 
And like, I didn't even rank Trey Lance and Daniel Jones. More on that again in a couple minutes. But it's like, if you were to tell me that an AFC team, whether it's like maybe the Houston Texans, maybe the Indianapolis Colts, I don't necessarily think the Colts would be able to get a young quarterback, but maybe they would. But if it, but like one of these like super, super, maybe not super bad. I don't want to say that, but like another AFC team was able to get like Bryce Young or CJ Stroud in next year's draft, which I don't really see that happening, but like, let's just play pretend. Like, holy shit. And, and again, it's really like the Colts and like maybe the Titans like maybe like one of these guys, if not both of these guys next year is going to be in the NFC. But Jesus Christ, the AFC is just chalk filled with like young talent like Justin Herbert, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Lamar, Joe. Even like Deshaun Watson, he's not like super young, but he's younger. It's ridiculous how much talent there is at the quarterback position in the NFL, in the AFC. And like Pittsburgh could potentially capitalize on that with Kenny Pickett, who we'll see this year. Such an interesting situation that the AFC and other teams are in. I'm all over the place today, but that's the point, but also not really the point. Let's talk about the quarterback position in the NFL. I think we'll do wide receiver tomorrow, which uh, I'll do wide receiver differently than quarterback because I don't think wide receiver is uh, should be kind of judged the same way that the quarterback position should be. Now, I have 41 names here. I'll kind of get to the irrelevant names first, and then we'll kind of... Keep it pushing. Irrelevant being like, these players are so bad that they are like, like, like more likely than not, they're either backups or they will be backups or they're semi out of the league or whatever, right? I'll talk about each one individually because I said that Trey Lance is an irrelevant quarterback. I'll talk about it here in a couple of seconds. Hold on. What is this ep episode of? South Park. Oh yeah, douche and a turd. I'm watching Comedy Central late tonight, late at night. Hold on. Hold on. I think it's like Trey Parker and Matt Stone literally like made a rap video or like Diddy is telling people to go out and vote, which is true. Go out and vote. It's hilarious, but it's hilarious. It's just like, oh my God, I love Trey Parker and Matt Stone. And it's like, it's so, it's something, the music video that they have Diddy rap in is similar to the music video, Mo Money, More Problems, except it's just going out and. Getting people to vote, it's, it's hilarious. Sorry. Back to irrelevant quarterbacks. Irrelevant quarterbacks, they're irrelevant. They're too bad for me to really even care about ranking them. I thought about ranking them 
And then I was just like, they don't, they don't matter. Some of these are young players as well. Some of these are older players. Oh God, let's get started. Cam Newton, pretty self-explanatory. He's probably out of the league. Uh, he, he says that he can play. I don't think he can play. Sam Darnold. I mean, like, what else can I fucking say? Sam Sam Darnold is a huge bust in the NFL. More of a bust than, like, Baker Mayfield. I, I Like, I really don't understand why people are still so passionate about Sam Darnold when Sam Darnold has literally done nothing in this league. I think on a podcast he said, I know I can play in this league or whatever like he's like I know I can play in this league I have played in this league at a high level and I'm like Sam where where he's not played in this league at a high level at all like the only game that he played well in was against the Cowboys with shitty Jason Garrett as the head coach the year that they should have won uh, won enough games to go to the playoffs and it was the year that Jason Garrett thank God got fired it was one of the most embarrassing years to be a Cowboy fan even more embarrassing than this year if I'm quite honest with you It was like, at the very least, last year, the Cowboys did what they were supposed to do. They went to the playoffs. That year, they didn't fucking go to the playoffs. It was a joke. I'm glad that Jason Garrett is gone. He's, holy shit, he is so stupid. It's like literally two years after he gets fired from the Cowboys, everybody's like, wait, he is a terrible head coach. Let's fire him. And they did. Or not even fire him, but let's not hire him ever again. And it's just like, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Somehow, some way, I went from Jason Garrett to Sam, but Sam is, or excuse me, I went from Sam Darnold Jason Garrett. Yes. Uh, Sam sucks. Sam's not a good quarterback. He's irrelevant. Teddy Bridgewater. I don't even know what team he's on. Is he on like the Seahawks, right? What team is he on? I think he's on the Seahawks because he got traded. What? No, he's, he's with the Dolphins. I'm like, I mean, I don't know how many fucking teams. He's 29 years old. That's insane. That he's that young as, as well. But it's like Teddy Bridgewater has just been on so many teams in the last couple of years. It's like it's with like Carolina and like New Orleans for like two years. And then last year he was with Denver. Like he's a forgettable quarterback, which is why he's a backup, which is why he's irrelevant. Jordan Love, the first round draft pick a couple of years ago for the um for the green bay packers i mean i don't know what to say about jordan love besides that he's a bust it's obvious that he's a bust the gamble that the packers uh freaking did with him did not pay off whatsoever he is not what they expected him to be and here we are about three years later and he has not taken over the starting job on a consistent basis from Aaron Rodgers. 
which is what Green Bay probably wished would happen, but has not happened. I like, I, I can't believe how, like how big of a mistake that mistake is. I feel like in the NFL, people forget just how quickly some of like the worst and dumbest mistakes are in the NFL. Like the Jordan Love situation, like that. It's just like how, like, why aren't people talking more about that? And I have another quarterback that's irrelevant that I'm like, why aren't people talking about this quarterback more? But the fact that, for example, like the fact that Jordan Love is a first round draft pick and he may be a bust is like insanity to me. But then you also get into Daniel Jones, who may or may not even be the guy. I mean, it's not even a may or may not question. It's like, let's just be honest. If the Giants find anyone that's more suitable and really the Giants were looking for like Russell Wilson potentially but it's just like the fact that Daniel Jones I I loved so much two years ago maybe not love but I liked a lot more two years ago than I like now and it's particularly because he just has not has not evolved as a quarterback he's going into his fourth year as like I think the second or the third overall pick for the Giants. And it's just like, I don't think he's better than Jalen Hurts at this point. It's obnoxious how bad of a fucking draft pick and how bad of a mistake Daniel Jones really is for the New York Giants. Like, he has got to do and make some serious fucking improvement as a player for me to even like, reconsider him at all i i don't even i i don't even know how to even describe it maybe we can have an argument and a discussion about how shitty jason garrett is as like an offensive coordinator everybody was like well he had well everybody essentially made a bunch of excuses for jason garrett for a decade including dallas fucking idiot media members that were like oh my god he's such an awesome coordinator he did this for 10 years and he's a media member now two years after fucking being in the NFL. Shut up. Shut up. After uh, Two years after he, he got fired, he's now with NBC. Shut up. He sucks. But Jason, you could definitively make an argument that like Jason Garrett was so shitty at his job that he impaired Daniel Jones's ability to play the sport of football. And you know what? Saying that now, I'm like, you know what? It's not even a question. It's like, there's no doubt in my mind that he did. Because he did it. He did the exact same thing with Dak. The problem is, I think Dak is a much better quarterback than Daniel Jones. And I think that Dak is, like, he's done the things that I don't think Daniel Jones has done in his career. And that's improve dramatically over the course of his career. Like, ever since he's essentially gotten a competent offensive coordinator and a competent head coach like Dak has ran away with how awesome he's been we'll see what happens with Brian Dable and Joe Shine the new head coach and GM of the Giants this year but I don't really expect him to uh to really be that great of a quarterback going into this year and I think he'll probably be unfortunately Irrelevant once again as a quarterback where essentially if you're playing up against the Giants, it's just like you have a shot because Daniel Jones 
is their quarterback and he may fucking throw an interception. He may turn the football over. He may fumble while he's scrambling, which is insanity to me. A bunch of other and a bunch of other things. It's just like this is ridiculous, Daniel. He should be better, especially with how many awesome weapons he has. Daniel Jones, irrelevant. Trey Lance. Some people may have a problem with this. And before we even get started, my top 10 is uh, pretty spicy. But Trey Lance, to me, where, where? Where is this football player that is supposedly as athletic as Kyler Murray and has the fucking arm strength of Patrick Mahomes. Where is this guy? Because I don't think that he's as athletic as Kyler or Lamar because both of them probably would have ran a 4-3-40 and he ran like a 4-5. I don't think he has the arm strength of Patrick Mahomes and I feel like it's Jimmy Garoppolo all over again. It's like people overinflated Jimmy Garoppolo's <clears throat> Jimmy Garoppolo's value as a quarterback when he when he was being traded for, um, by the Patriots, and I feel like people just were like, "Well, yeah, he's he's an awesome quarterback. He's this and that. Da 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 da. We have to represent him. We have to put him on. We have to say all these good things about him." And I'm like, I don't understand. Like, where is his body of work? to say that he deserves to be paid as the highest quarterback in the NFL. Again, people are not reflecting on their fucking mistakes. Like at all. It's like, wait, uh, what, like what, why is nobody talking about how shitty of a football player Jimmy Garoppolo was and is comparatively to what everybody said he was going to be. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. And the same thing can now be applied to Trey Lance, where it's not a done deal whether or not he is now the starter for the San Francisco 49ers. It's like, how, like, how does this work? I, I don't understand it. Oh, God. I hate Trey Lance. <laughs> I don't hate him. I just, I hate the conversations that are around him. Drew Locke is kind of irrelevant. Not kind of, he is. Desmond Ritter is pretty irrelevant because he's like, I don't think he's going to start. And I also don't think that he's, I don't think he's playable right now. I don't know what Atlanta wants to do with him, but I don't, Think that they want to start him week one, game one, if you want my honest opinion. I do feel a little bit bad for Arthur Smith because the whole reason why Matt Ryan is not a, a Atlanta Hawk or Atlanta Falcon right now is because they were shopping for Jimmy Garoppolo, or not Jimmy Garoppolo, but Deshaun Watson, and Matt Ryan was like, oh, you guys are trying to trade me now? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I don't think I want to be here. You guys suck. Like, I've been with you guys for like 15 fucking years and uh jesus fucking christ you guys have sucked the life out of me 
for a football player, you ruined my best years. You know what? I'm out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Anyways. And now he's an Indianapolis Colt. Sorry, I'm a little bit tired today. Hold on, let me spit out my gum. Hold on. Now we can finally get into the 32 top quarterbacks or some of the 32 quarterbacks in the NFL. So 32nd overall and really 32nd, 31st, 30th overall are kind of like similar players. And that is 32nd overall, Marcus Mariota, 31st overall, Carson Wentz. And then 30th overall, Justin Fields. They're almost all the same players. They're bad quarterbacks. But they're all uberly athletically talented, so they all kind of get another shot in the NFL. Does it mean that they should? No, but this is the reality of the situation. I don't necessarily think that it's... I don't necessarily think that it's like a great idea to shop some of these guys. Or not shop shop but give some of these guys another fucking chance but here we are there's not really a lot that we can do i'm not a big fan of really any of those quarterbacks justin fields is super undeveloped super raw and just doesn't know how to play as a as a professional quarterback the same thing ironically goes with like carson wentz where it's just like he just misses simple shit and he like like none of these guys uh, play excuse me like a professional quarterback. It's why they're so low. Technically speaking, they're a starting quarterback in the NFL, but that's by like participation. Really, to me, all of these quarterbacks are backups. And people will tell me, well, Justin Fields is a young player, and I would concur. I I agree, he is a young player. However, that does not eliminate him from sucking which he does. He sucks, which is what I fucking said last year. I was like, he is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. People were like, no, he's not. He's a rookie. And it's just like, okay. Some weird reason people like really, really loved Jason Garrett or not Jason Garrett, Justin Fields. And I was like, he's, he's, he's not very good. But sure, fine, we can play pretend. Marcus Mariota to me is like, he's almost irrelevant at this point. This is like his final shot. The same thing goes with Carson Wentz. The only reason why Justin Fields isn't irrelevant is that he's like an actual starting quarterback and he's a young player. Otherwise, to a large degree, he is kind of irrelevant. But he's a young player, so in a lot of ways, he's not. But Carson and Marcus, I feel like the, this is the final year for both of them. And after this year, Atlanta is probably going to move on from Marcus. And Washington is going to probably move off of Carson Wentz. Uh, it would be foolish if they do not. Also, Washington may also move off of Ron Rivera. I'm interested to learn the conversations that are going on in Washington right now when it comes to evaluating Ron Rivera as a coach. Because there's no smoke. It's like everybody has kind of quietly agreed or isn't even addressing the fact that, like, Ron Rivera is kind of not a good coach. 
Like, what does he bring to the table? I, I don't really know myself. They haven't re-signed Terry McLaurin, who's easily their best player. Not just on offense, but on defense as well. Like, he is their best overall player. It's not Chase Young. If you think that it's Chase Young, go back and watch him last year. He was terrible. Yes, before his injury. And yeah, he played for eight games. He was terrible for the majority, if not the entirety of the season. Terry was... Terry was the linchpin. He was the most important player on defense. But like Washington not kind of like reevaluating Ron Rivera is kind of like a head scratcher to me, especially considering the fact that like Ron Rivera is is supposed to be this this fucking genius at defense. And out of the four teams in the NFC East, like Washington's defense is one of the the worst like it's the cowboys that's the best it's the eagles that's the second best and then i don't really know what to make of the giants but i know washington isn't in the mix it's so bad and they didn't address a need at corner which i thought they were going to they got in it and it's so weird right that they're like we're not trading away terry mclaurin but then it's just like well why did you draft another wide receiver in the first round in Jahan dotson like super early too when he went, I was like, wait, you drafted Jahan Dotson? Like, I, I think they traded back, but it was like mid-first round. Right? He gets, yeah, it's, it, he got picked 16th overall. I was like, wait, what? You guys got Jahan Dotson over like another offensive lineman, which they don't have. Like, Dallas gets shit for drafting Tyler Smith, but Tyler Smith to a large degree makes sense in the scheme of, well, he's not going to play tackle for us. He's going to play guard, and he's going to be pretty good for us when it comes to guard, which makes a lot of sense. And then it's just like Washington loses their best offensive lineman, and they don't replace him at all. And it looks like they don't have a plan to replace him at all. Like Dallas's plan was, oh, Terrence Williams is better or was better for huge swaths of the regular season than Leo Collins. He's now our right tackle. Connor Williams, our left guard, was terrible for us and was essentially the most penalized player in the NFL. Bye-bye. And now we're going to essentially insert him uh, with another heavily penalized player, but at the very least, he doesn't get like bullied by defensive tackles, or at least that's the plan. Sorry, I just needed to take a long sip of my water. It was hot today. Very hot. It's only going to get hotter. My AC has been going on for hours. It has not dropped below 72 degrees. I don't know what's going on with the weather. I looked at the fucking forecast today and I was like, it's like 100 degrees. I, I live in the south. Like, what is up with this? Like Wednesday, it's supposed to be like 100 degrees. Like Saturday, definitively, 100 degrees. Monday of next week, it's supposed to rain and it's 93. What? Like, I hate weather. I hate the summer. Hate it. It's way too fucking hot. And I miss Delaware. I went up to Delaware two weeks ago. It's like 60 degrees at night. It's 60 degrees at night. Oh my God. It gets chilly at night. Florida, 100. You're going to be sweating your ass off. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Going back to my evaluations of quarterbacks and things of that nature. Um, talking about 
Washington and, and like I got really, really sidetracked. I was talking about Washington and how bad of a football team they are. But again, it's like Jahan Dotson and I'll just let my thoughts and feelings carry me wherever they go. Hold on. Let me unplug my computer. Hmm. But it's like Washington as a football team just doesn't make any sense to me what they're doing. They lose their best offensive lineman. They get another essentially uh, formulaic player, or not a formulaic player, but, but essentially they get another version of Terry McLaurin, a fast, shifty, awesome route runner, but can burn you down the football field type of player in Jahan Dotson. And I'm like, oh, it looks like they're about to replace Terry McLaurin with Jahan Dotson and they're going to trade him away because they don't want to pay Terry McLaurin like 20 fucking million dollars because that's what he's probably worth. It's like if you trade Terry McLaurin, he's probably worth 20 play. I mean, not probably. He is worth 20 million dollars because of the shitty ass signing of the Jacksonville Jaguars with Christian Kirk. They gave Christian Kirk 20, like almost 20 million dollars. It's like Terry McLaurin's significantly better than him. Granted, Terry McLaurin is like super old. Like he's 26 and he's only played three years in the league. Like that's insanity. He's going to be in his early 30s by the time his new contract is up. That is insane how old he is. But Terry McLaurin, easily their best wide receiver. Easily their best wide receiver, easily their best player. It's, it's, it's really not even close. In an offense, and this is why, like this goes into the A.J. Brown conversation of why A.J. Brown is like such an awesome wide receiver. In an offense and on a team that doesn't value the passing game, they both got like a thousand yards in their sleep. And it's just like, oh wow, if you guys were actually a passing offense, your wide receivers would have significantly more production. But because you guys aren't passing offenses, your wide receivers suck. Anyways, Terry McLaurin, yikes. Yikes. I don't know what's going to happen with him, but Washington as a football team, disaster. But I think everybody kind of knows that. This comes full circle as, once again, the 32nd overall quarterback, Marcus Mariota, 31st overall quarterback, Carson Wentz, and 30th overall quarterback, Justin Fields, are all like bad quarterbacks that are borderline irrelevant. But for some varying reason, isn't the reason why Carson Wentz isn't irrelevant is because everybody loves him. Every like big evaluator for some reason loves him. And it has caused people to essentially be like, well, Carson Wentz is, is just unnaturally relevant in the sense of he still gets another job, right? He goes from the Eagles, which I was like, I've been pounding Carson Wentz for years because everybody was like, he's better than Dak Prescott. No, he's not. And it's just like, he literally got everything that he wanted in Indianapolis. He got an awesome offensive line, one of the best in the NFL. He got the best running back in the NFL. He got a really, really good wide receiving core and awesome coaching. And he didn't go to the playoffs in a shitty division. Like, it was embarrassing for every single person that was like, Carson Wentz may be the MVP last year. I'm like, get over yourself. No, he's not. But Carson is relevant because... People are giving him another job, another chance. He's done. After this year, he's done. And by he's done, I mean, if he doesn't take a backup a backup quarterback position, a backup quarterback job, he will not play the sport of football 
anymore because nobody's going to take a risk on him. Not with all of the young talent coming in and with, um, and especially with how shitty of a football player he's been. And then kind of this like cancer in the locker room. Like nobody has come out from Indianapolis and been like, yeah, he's an awesome guy. Nobody, nobody, nobody publicly for the Eagles as well. Well, actually there's been some people, but it's just like, they have to. 29, Andy Dalton, who I don't even know what team Andy Dalton played on. Oh no, he was a Chicago Bear, I think. I think he's better than than Justin Fields right now. But I mean, he's a backup. He's borderline irrelevant. He's a backup quarterback with the Saints right now. He's borderline, again, he is borderline irrelevant. The only reason why he isn't irrelevant is that I think he's better than Justin Fields, Carson Wentz, and Marcus Mariota. I feel like, unlike the majority of those quarterbacks that I just mentioned, I feel like if you put him in a uh, a system, an offense, that can actually compensate for a lot of his deficiencies, he can be like, okay. I think Dallas was one of those offenses, but he's literally in a, about a year when some of these other guys... Like, like, literally in a year, when we get C.J. Stroud and we get uh, Bryce Young and when we are able to uh, to see what's going to happen with some of these other quarterbacks, I think that he's going to be irrelevant. I, I think Andy Dalton's a bad quarterback. Kenny Pickett at 28th overall. Pittsburgh Steelers head coach, or not head coach, quarterback. Technically, he's a backup now, but... I think as the season goes on, it kind of depends on how competitive they want to be. But again, I think as the season goes along, I think Kenny will probably more likely than not be the starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I think he's better than all of those players because I think Kenny actually makes really, really smart decisions relative to what he has been given. I think he's an awesome and accurate deep ball thrower downfield. He does have some consistency issues that I saw in college when I was evaluating him as a football player. But overall, Kenny Pickett is a really, really awesome, solid quarterback that um, that uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really sleep on that much. Even though I love Malik Willis, and I'll talk about him later because he is on this list, I still do love Kenny Pickett. And I think now, as I thought when both of them, when the draft happened in April, I was like, I think they're both first-round draft picks. I just think Kenny Pickett is young and inexperienced. Speaking of young and inexperienced, the next four quarterbacks are all young and inexperienced on different levels. Trevor Lawrence, 27th overall. I don't know what to make of Trevor besides he had one of the worst, if not the worst, coaches in the NFL last year. That is essentially all I know about Trevor Lawrence. Um, everybody will talk about all of the things that we already knew about Trevor in college. I know he's big. I know he's strong. I know he's athletic. Tell me something I don't know. Cause I already knew that we've known that for like five years. He was like the number one high school quarterback coming out and going into college. He was the number one quarterback going into last year's draft. We have known how awesome Trevor Lawrence has been for almost like half a decade. Hey, eh? We know this. I don't know who he is as an NFL professional quarterback, which is why he's my 27th quarterback. I, I don't know. I really don't. And plus, 
to some degree, I am judging the quarterbacks based off of their team. Some people do that. Some people don't do that. It's like, look, it's hard to evaluate him with LaVisca Chenault and Christian Kirk as his wide receivers. I'm not going to lie to you. And like, damn Darnold. It's like a, an oxymoron of like Sam Darnold. Not an oxymoron. It's like a respelling of Sam Darnold. It's like Darnold. It's a, he's a tight end for the, uh, for the Jags. Hold on. It's like Sam. It's like damn Sar- Sarnold or I don't know. Hold on. Dan, yeah, I was right. I was like, it's damn Arnold, it's Dan Arnold. Like a play on Sam Darnold. Yeah, Trevor, I, I don't know what to make of Trevor. I don't know, I, I really don't. <clears throat> but I do like him as a player. Or I, I guess I like, it's not that I like him as a player, it's more along the lines of, I like the thought of him as a player. Because again, it's like, it's hard to evaluate him after such a terrible season. 26 overall, and I think the NFL made a mistake taking him in the third round. Because I think he's a first round draft pick. Yes, it's Malik Willis. I wouldn't shut up about this guy and how awesome I thought he was coming out of Liberty. I didn't understand why people were so low on him, but were also so incredibly high on Trey Lance. I didn't understand the hypocrisy. Um, Somebody's got to explain that one to me. How some, how last year or yeah last year people wouldn't shut up about how awesome and how mobile Trey Lance was and how if he goes to the right system he can be awesome and da 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 and then Malik Willis who is an even better athlete and an even better arm talent for some weird reason just like gets swept under the rug like nobody's business and people just say to me yeah he's just a terrible quarterback or whatever and they take him in the third round I'm like okay okay. All right. Okay. I'm like, all right. I'm, I'm, I've spoken my piece on him. Like, everybody's happy. Everybody's good. Okay. But yes, uh, 26 overall, Malik Willis. I think he's better than all those guys. I think he's better than all those guys that I just mentioned. I think he can actually develop into... I think... I, I mean, right now, I think he's better than those guys. But I think that he can literally be a top 10 player. Top five player at his position. We'll see. Davis Mills, 25th overall. A player that I was high on. But people are like... I mean, they are like cuckoo for Cocoa Puss for Davis Mills now. Because everybody misevaluated him. When I watched his pro day, I was watching like Stanford's pro day for some weird reason. And I saw him play or him throw the, the, the ball around. And I was like... He's having a better pro day than Trey Lance in the rain, by the way. But people were like, that quarter. And then I went back and I saw him or not even went back and saw him. But I started to watch him after his pro day. And I was like, what? Like, why is nobody talking about this guy out of Stanford? Davis Mills. He goes third round overall to the Texans. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great pick. Won some games. Played pretty well, all things considered. Considering how shitty his football team was and is. I was like, oh, this will work. Davis Mills, 25th overall. I like Davis Mills. 24th, my guy out of BYU Brigham Young, Zach Wilson. Everybody says that he's a bust because he sucked last year, and I would point to 
J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 as the reason why he sucked. And also him being like a rookie. I don't know what people expected. Again, people's expectations are all over the place. People will say to me, you know, Trevor Lawrence is the greatest quarterback of all time in college, in high school. He's badass. He's a fucking killer. But give him like three years. He's, you know, he needs three years to develop 24. He needs three years. He's not in three years. And it's just like, okay, uh, I'll give him his three years. And he deserves three years to develop. But then when it comes to Zach Wilson, one year, everybody's like, oh my God, he's fucking terrible and he's a bust. It's like, what? Last year was his first year in the league and you want to throw him out? Okay. Okay. All right. He did have a pretty awesome back half of the season though. And Trevor Lawrence did as well. He had an awesome game against the Colts. Awesome being relative because everything else in his rookie year was bad. Sorry, I had to take it like another drink of water. I'm really thirsty right now. It's like one o'clock in the morning. But Zach Wilson, big ass arm, mobile quarterback, a lot of weapons. Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Uzama, the tight end from Cincinnati just came over. They have Michael Carter. Didn't they get the Iowa State running back as well? And then they got like a bunch of awesome players. The Jets, man, are on a fucking roll when it comes to their picks, man, their draft picks. I was kind of like shocked at how awesome some of their picks have been. Hold on. They got Ahmad Gardner, Garrett Wilson, and Jermaine Johnson all in the first round. And then they got Brees Hall. And then they may have gotten one of the best tight ends in the draft in Jeremy Ruckert in the third round. Just like, holy crap. Did the Jets have one of the best draft picks in the NFL? Or drafts, excuse me, in the NFL. Like their, their, their team is kind of rounding out. Don't sleep on the Jets. Sleep on the Lions, though, because they got Jared Goff as a quarterback, and really Jared is... Jared's descending, I feel like. Whereas Zach Wilson is ascending as a quarterback, I feel like Jared is descending. I don't feel like he's getting better. You want my honest opinion about it? I don't think Jamison Williams adds to what the Lions are going to do and what the Lions will do. He's an awesome player. I don't think... Jared is the guy to be able to use that firepower because I don't think Jared is a good quarterback. I don't. I really, really don't. And when I watch him play, all I think of is like, dude, you should not be this bad literally seven years into your career. It's kind of like the thing that I think of sometimes whenever I'm like, whenever I watch Carson Wentz play, I'm like, dude, why are you this bad? You should be significantly better than what you are and who you are as a football player going into your seventh year as an NFL quarterback. And that's the same thing that I think of with Jared Goff. And then when you really think about it with 
Cooper Cup being one of the best, if not the best wide receivers in the NFL now. And then like Robert Woods and then like Todd Gurley. You're like, how the fuck did you not win the Super Bowl? And like Aaron Donald, like Sean McVay. It's like, I don't understand it. But yes, Jared Goff, 23 overall. I think last year he probably would have been like 20th or something like that. But Jared, man. Oh, Jesus. Jared is such a... So he's so bad. So bad. And I think he's going to get worse. And I think next year, if the Lions... I, I think next year the Lions are going to have to really make a play for a quarterback. I think next year is probably the year that they go after Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whomever and... They take a swing, and if they don't take a fucking swing, if they roll the dice again with Jared Goff, I think that's, I think they're going to be fucking irrelevant as a team. Because I don't think that they're going to do anything in the NFC North with fucking Jared Goff as their quarterback. As much as Lions fans, Lions, th this is the happiest I have ever seen a fan base be over like three fucking wins in a regular season. I'm like, how are you people? Satisfied? Oh, you're Detroit Lions fans. I'm like, how are you people satisfied with three wins? Oh, you're Detroit Lions fans. Oh, that makes sense. Jared, 23, he's bad. Baker, 22. If I put Baker into a system that works, where he's not forced to do everything, then Baker, Baker can be a good quarterback. I think that's the difference between a lot of these guys. Like, some guys are young, and I don't really know who they are as players yet. Some of these guys are older, like Carson Wentz and Marcus Mariota. I know who they are. But Baker, I know if I give him Kareem Hunt and also Nick Chubb, I know that he can, and maybe not a decent wide. No, I don't even need to really give him a great wide receiving core. I mean, they took away Odell, who is awesome for the Rams. But I know, like... If I give him some pieces here and there, Baker can Baker can win enough games. But Baker Baker's also a bad quarterback. He's my 22nd overall quarterback. This is not a good place for him to be in. And really, if you want my honest opinion about it, I may have him ranked too highly. Or excuse me, too too lowly. However, the reverse of it is, I like he he could really be like the 32nd overall quarterback. And really, I think all of these quarterbacks could be. It's just going to be interesting to see how the teams help them and address the quarterback position because I think all these teams, for the most part, are kind of bad teams. I'm like looking at them besides like Cleveland. Yeah, essentially like besides like Cleveland, all of these teams that have all these quarterbacks are essentially bad teams. And so with Baker, he's now apparently going to go to the Carolina Panthers who, again... I think Sam Darnold is terrible. He's got awful. But it's going to be interesting to see if Baker can actually do anything with the Carolina Panthers because, I mean, this is it for him as well. I mean, Robbie Anderson has to fucking walk back everything that he says because it looks like it's going to happen. It looks more likely than not as the days go by. Baker's going to be a Carolina Panther. Just like Robbie Anderson is like, whoops, I'm going to have to walk some of this shit back. 
Oh no, he said it. He said it about Sam, right? He said it about Sam and Baker. He was talking shit about both of them. One of them, excuse me. I don't really know. I don't really care because uh, he's right. Robbie Anderson should consider retiring if he has to play with Baker or Sam Darn for another year. Anyways, Jalen Hurts, 21st overall quarterback, really could and should be a little bit lower. Maybe not should be, but he, not lower, excuse me. Yeah, no, he, he he's fine where he is. Because I don't really know who Jalen is as a quarterback right now. I know that he can run the football effectively. I know that he can contribute in that facet. But they got him A.J. Brown for a reason. And as much as I love Dak Prescott, Dak did not really have a lot of uh, schemed runs really for his entire career with Dallas. Not just this year, apparently, where they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to help Dak out by giving him schemed runs. But it's just like, eh. Even now, or even like four or five years ago, even the first year with, hit with, with Dak when he got hurt, Dak, Dak's not really known as like a running quarterback or a quarterback that's super mobile and will escape from the pocket. I mean, he can run, obviously, but it's not something that is that is deep in his game that he uses constantly and that he's super reliant on. I think Jalen is reliant on his legs to essentially function as a quarterback, and that's not very good when you aren't as athletic as Kyler and Lamar Jackson. I know he has a good uh, a good arm, and I know he he's a great leader, and he has the intangibles, and now he has the the talent around him to help him out. He has probably the best wide receiving core in the NFC East. And the NFC East has lo- is loaded with wide receivers, but Jalen is just. I'm interested to see what he's going to do. Twentieth overall, Jamison Winston. Jamison, not Jamison, Jameis Winston. He's 20th because I don't know what to what to make of him. And really, this is this is fine. Because like a lot of people are higher on Jameis Winston than I am. I'm not super high on Jameis Winston because Jameis is Jameis is too inconsistent, and I don't know who he is as a player. He's been in the league for like almost eight years, and I'm like, I don't know who he is. I don't. I know he has a gigantic arm, but um, that's it. I don't know. I'm like that's all I know about Jameis. It's a gigantic arm. That's it. Jimmy G, 19 overall. Oh yeah, like commenting a little bit more on Jameis Winston. The reason why I'm also low on Jameis Winston is like Jameis doesn't have Sean McVay as his head coach. He would be ranked higher if he did. Not Sean McVay, Sean Payton, excuse me, as his head coach. He would be ranked higher if he did. But I don't know how Jameis Winston is going to function as a quarterback going into this season at all. Jimmy G is 19th overall, and it's Kyle Shanahan. It's Kyle Shanahan. He runs the gauntlet. He owns that team. He's the reason why that team has success. In any way, shape, or form, I don't think that Jimmy is a part of that. But I think if you put Jimmy on that team and give him Debo Samuel and all that, like, like the like Jimmy is ranked to me actually incredibly low, considering that he was in the NFC Championship game. Like that's the way that I perceive it. But Jimmy, as like a quarterback to me, 
is also like somebody who I think is overvalued. Like way too many think people think highly of him. And I'm like, he's Jared Goff, except like better. That's to me what Jimmy Garoppolo is. He's like Jared Goff, except he's better. Because when shit hits the fan occasionally, like Jimmy will perform. I didn't expect him to win any playoff games. He won two. He won, He was in the NFC Championship game. And I'm like, I get it. It's Debo. It's the defense. It's the coaching. But he executed. So Jimmy's 19 overall. Tua is a little bit below average, in my opinion, at 18th overall. A little bit below average. And really, this may be a little bit too low for him as well. I feel like he could actually be a little bit higher, but Tua, to me, has a lot of questions surrounding him because a lot of people are bitching about him more so than anything else. But Tua now has Tyreek Hill. He now has Jalen um, Jalen Waddle. He has players to help him out. I don't necessarily think that Tua is as terrible as people want to make him out to be. But I also think that Tua... I think Tua needs a little bit of time to develop. What was he? He's like a second-year player last year? Second-year. Again, people lost their shit on Tua. Like, he's a bust. He's terrible. And it's just like... People that were literally saying that Tua was better than Joe Burrow two years ago were like, he's a bust a year later. I'm like, all right. You people had zero perception of who he is as a football player. Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill are kind of like the exact same players to me, which is why they're 17th and 16th overall. I think they're kind of like system players. They're like Jimmy Garoppolo, except they don't get hurt as much. And I feel like if they were actually on the 49ers, the 49ers would probably have been a better team overall with them. I think Ryan, Matt Ryan is one of the best passers that his, um, the game has seen in the last like 20 years. One of the best quarterbacks. Except he played in Atlanta, so whoops. <laughs> Doesn't he have like almost 60,000 yards? Or is it 40? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's at 59,000 yards. Like he's 37 years old. Like, let's just say he plays for seven years, seven more years. Matt Ryan could potentially have the exact same amount of yards that Tom Brady has. He's like, I think 10,000 or 20,000 yards behind Brady, right? Brady has 80,000, right? He has 84,000. Never mind. He's not going to catch him. <laughs> but it's like, it's insanity how many fucking yards Matt Ryan has as a quarterback. And people are like, oh, he sucks as a quarterback. I'm like, what? Like, if he wasn't on the fucking moronic Atlanta Falcons for the entirety of his career, Matt Ryan would undisputably be a Hall of Fame quarterback. But he played the majority of his career in Atlanta, so it's just like, well, here we are. Matt Ryan, 17th overall. At this point, I think Ryan Tannehill is better than Matt Ryan at 16th. It's just, uh, it's, he lost A.J. Brown, and he wasn't very good last season. He was definitively a top 10 quarterback for me last season, like going into last season. Now it's just like he's a little bit outside that, uh, like he's, he's a little bit outside the top 10 at 16, and Ryan Tannehill is just, he's a scheme-reliant, system-reliant quarterback 
that needs a lot of help to really get going. And by a lot of help, I essentially mean the best running back in the NFL and one of the best wide receivers. If he literally does not have that, he is significantly below average. And really, that Tennessee scheme is significantly below average as well. Kirk Cousins at 15th overall. Mac Jones, 14th overall. The main factor in putting Mac Jones over Kirk Cousins, which sounds weird, is... If I were to give Mac Jones, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and Justin Jefferson, and if I give Kirk Cousins, like Damian Harris, and whoever the Patriots have at running back, and whoever the Patriots have at wide receiver, which fluctuates, if I gave him whoever Mac Jones had, he would perform at a significantly worse rate. Significantly worse rate. In a lower rate. And when I thought about it that way, I'm like, oh yeah, like Mac Jones is obviously better. Obviously better. And a lot more quarterbacks are are obviously better than Kirk Cousins as well. Going into this list, I thought to myself, Kirk was probably going to come out and be a top 10 quarterback or 11, 12, 13th. He is 15th. He's like average. Because if I were to put Mac Jones on the Vikings with the running back, the wide receivers, and now potentially the coaching, I'm like, he would be a significantly better player than Kirk Cousins. Significantly better. And if I were to flip that, I would be like, oh yeah, Kirk Cousins would do the would would be significantly worse. Because with all of these awesome players, Kirk Cousins is kind of good. It's like, no, not kind of good. He's good. But Mac Jones is good. And even to some degree, like slightly above average with essentially shit so that's my perceptive on it like if i give mac way more he would be significantly better 13th overall this is when we get into the big boys hold on this is when we get into I hate the term Super Bowl winning quarterbacks because you can win a Super Bowl with a backup and Nick Foles. But this is when you get into the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And really, if you told me that any of these guys were going to be inside the top 10, I would be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So starting at 13th overall, Derek Carr. So Derek, to me, it's kind of always fluctuated around like average to above average to just a good quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. Like I remember what was it? Dan Orlovsky put him as like a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But Derek Carr to me is he's average, not average. He's, He's above average, admittedly. He just... It's hard to describe. I mean, how do I describe it? I, I can't just use that cop out of like... he's. It's hard to describe how Derek Carr is as a quarterback. It's just like... I like Derek Carr. But I don't think that he is... I don't... I just like... Derek is one of the only guys that I was that I'm actually apprehensive about. 
And unlike Kirk Cousins, where I just said, if I take all of his weapons away, I'm I'm sure Kirk Cousins would perform at a significantly lower rate and essentially be unrecognizable. I don't think necessarily the exact same thing of Derek Carr because we have taken away all of his weapons and he's actually performed at a decent level. But I don't think he's like, I don't think he's like, I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback. I take back what I said earlier where I'm like, I wouldn't have any problem. Well, I, I still wouldn't have a problem with somebody saying Derek Carr is a top 10 quarterback. I just, I don't think he is. At least in my opinion. Lamar at 12. The reason why Lamar's at 12 is I don't know what I'm getting from his passing game. And this has been the question throughout his entire career where like three years ago in 2019, I was really, really happy with his performance. I mean, he was the MVP of the league. He was awesome. But Lamar now, I'm, I'm not worried per se about his ability to throw. I, it's never been that I've been worried about his ability to throw it's just like now i'm interested in whether or not the baltimore ravens can scheme up a scheme for him and also i want to see his development as a thrower as well i think he can throw a football i don't think the problem is that he's a quote-unquote running back playing the quarterback position i think the problem is is that lamar may or may not be un may or may not be um, underdeveloped as a quarterback. That's, I think, the problem. And the problem also extends to, well, he got hurt last year, and so I couldn't properly evaluate him as a quarterback, and then everybody got hurt. I mean, literally in training camp, it was just like, oh, yeah, everybody's down. This is going to be a shitty year for the Ravens. And it was. I'm interested to see what he's going to do this year. But Lamar, to me, is just... He's an awkward player now because i'm like i expected to see more and some of it is a little bit his fault but most of it isn't because again i like everybody got hurt on his team but i want to see more of lamar jackson being a a more consistent throw of the football relying less and less and less on his legs i know that it's a strength of his game but i've seen cam newton play i've seen him play and again he just got hurt i'm like i don't want to see lamar jackson get trucked or run so, Lamar, 12th overall. 11th is Justin Herbert. Again, I'm kind of shocked at how awesome, or not how awesome, but how much people are losing their fucking minds over Justin Herbert, considering everybody, or some people were like, Jordan Love is better than Justin Herbert. Kind of shocked at that. You want my honest opinion about it? But Justin, look, he's awesome. He has a big arm. He's mobile, he's fast, he's all this stuff. Justin should have probably have gone to the playoffs for the last two years in a row. I'm not going to go as far to say, well, he should have won the division, but Justin should have gone to the playoffs. And I feel like the reason why is that he's, a, he's, he's underdeveloped as a quarterback. And especially and specifically as a passer. I don't understand why people keep on like just constantly like heaping praise on Justin Herbert when like I'll watch the Cowboys game again I'll watch the Raiders game watch the this the the final Raiders game and I'm like dude this guy is 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 like Justin is is inconsistent 
we know what he can be. We've seen him do miraculous, not even, I don't want to say miraculous things. I don't want to over sensationalize what he can do. He's an awesome fucking quarterback with a lot of awesome traits. It's just, there are times he's inconsistent and that's just from a lack of experience. It's not really like a shot at him. It's just like, I expected him to be a lot more consistent at this point in his career. Maybe not, maybe not expected. Cause that's, because again, he was, he was a second year player last year, but I like, look, he's probably going to be a top 10 player at his position next year. I just don't think right now he is. He's on that pathway. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I just want to see, I want to see a little bit more of him play because as much as people are like the Chargers are a dark horse Super Bowl contender, which I don't think they are. I want to see that. I want to see them do it first because I thought that they were a playoff team for the last three years. And yeah, yeah, three years, even with Phillip Rivers in his final year, that I, was, I, I thought they were going to win. And they didn't. I don't know. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the Chargers can do this year. But I don't think Justin is as developed as people want to make him out to be. I think he needs a little bit more time. Kyler is kind of a better version of Justin Herbert, in my opinion. Because Kyler, kind of like a shitty offensive scheme with like an okay running back core, core of running backs. And like, who else? And like, kind of a shitty organization. Kyler finds fucking ways to win. And the Cardinals, people forget about this. Cardinals were one of the best teams in the NFL before that Green Bay game in like November or something like that. And when I think of the Cardinals, and like especially hindsight 2020, I'm like the Cardinals shouldn't have even been anywhere close to being that good of a football team. Just, I feel like Kyler is a better developed version of Justin where Kyler can use his abilities more consistently and provide a continuity for the scheme better than I think Justin Herbert can right now. Will that change? Maybe. Can that change? Maybe. I think Kyler's a better quarterback than Justin Herbert, and I think it's because he's literally short and he uh, is pretty opinionated on how winning works in the NFL. I think that's the reason why that people don't like him. Kyler at 10, top 10 quarterback. Matt Stafford at nine. I get it. He won the Super Bowl. I said it when I was watching the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl to me, I was like, I feel like the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl because they have better players. And they're they and they have better coaching. Rams won the Super Bowl. What a surprise. And I said this a couple months after the Super Bowl. I was like, I feel like if we were to swap quarterbacks, it would have essentially been the exact same result. In the sense of if I were to put Justin or not Justin, Joe Burrow on the um the Rams 
And if I were to swap out Matt Stafford to the Rams, or excuse me, to the Bengals, I'm tired. It's like one o'clock in the morning. But if I were to like swap the two quarterbacks, it would essentially be the exact same result because Matt Stafford really didn't add anything to the team besides a stable quarterback for the team. Like there's a difference in being the ninth overall quarterback and being the checks notes 23rd. Huge difference. Huge, 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 huge difference. Eighth overall is Russell Wilson. Russell had one of his worst seasons last season. As just a professional. And I think that's just the wheels falling off of the Seattle uh, Seahawks as just a football team. Like every like like they were not a good football team at all last season. And really, for the last couple of seasons, Russell Wilson has just been essentially carrying that team on his back. It's been sad to watch just the downfall of Seattle from like potentially a dynasty to holy shit, I can't believe how much they're putting on Russell Wilson. But I think Russell, like, there's seven more guys that I think are better than Russell. And I think the gist of, of it is, is that Russell to me, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think some of these guys have a more complete game than Russell Wilson. And I think that that's part and partial because he played in Seattle, which Seattle just, I mean, they don't value having awesome, deep, developed offenses. And that's obviously contributed to how badly Russell Wilson will sometimes play or how just not badly is the best way to describe it, but like of just lack of lack of like um what's the word I'm looking for? Like a lack of um structure around his play style. I don't know. But Russell, he's not with with Denver. I'm losing my train of thought because it's super late at night. Russell's not with Denver. It's going to be interesting to see what he's going to do. I just, I don't think that he's like a top five guy anymore. I think there's players that are significantly, significantly better than Russell Wilson at this point in his career. Dak's at seven. I think he's a top five quarterback, potentially. I think he didn't play like it last year. Plus, I have a bunch of other quarterbacks in front of him. I think, like, I think what will elevate Dak in front of the next two guys is if he can just play more consistently. Again, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think Dak, literally, when he was, like, playing in the first eight weeks was essentially the best quarterback in the NFL. Look up his statistics. 
Look at his uh, look up his win rates. Some people will say he was beating cupcakes twenty more. He he was beating cupcakes, and it's just like Carolina was ranked as one of the best defenses in the NFL. People won't shut up about the Eagles. The Patriots were one of the best defenses in the NFL last season. <clears throat> what else? What else are the excuses? Oh, yeah, and they almost beat Tampa Bay, and really, they probably should have beaten Tampa Bay if Greg Zerline didn't miss so many fucking kicks and if the defense just holds out for, like, I don't know, a minute, 24 seconds. It's like, I get it, he's Tom Brady, but still, they kind of have to hold out for literally a minute and 24 seconds. If they do, they win. But I think Dak is such an interesting case because he's probably one of the lesser talented quarterbacks on this list in the sense of he's not a great runner. He doesn't have a gigantic arm and he doesn't have a uh, like a bunch of different platforms and different arm angles that he can take when it comes to throwing the football. But he's still such a consistent player and he delivers such a consistent package as a quarterback that it's undeniable that he's like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't really understand the notion and the narrative that he isn't one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's weird. It is weird. But yes, Dak at seven, I don't think is that otherworldly. And I think that that's probably where I would have him right now. The current reigning MVP, Aaron Rodgers, number six overall. I was wrong about Aaron Rodgers in the sense of he was on a decline or is on a decline because obviously he's two-time MVP consecutively. But I, he's not better than these guys. It's not because of talent or whatever. It's not that he lacks talent. He's probably on, he's probably, when it comes to talent-wise, he's like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, like top three. What Aaron lacks, I think, is kind of like aggressiveness. Like, I think Russell Wilson and Dak and Matt and Kyler kind of have a little bit more aggressiveness when it comes to play style as well. But, like, Aaron will sometimes, especially in really important games, he'll just not lose it, not try to lose it. He'll do things that'll put him in a really, really awesome and comfortable position, but he won't necessarily try and win the game. He won't try and, like, maybe muscle a ball into an interception, or not into an interception, but into dangerous territory. All these quarterbacks will, and I think they're all skillful enough to be able to pull off really, really dangerous throws that can have a defender be involved with the pass, that can have, uh, that can, or excuse me, that can, um, Again, I'm tired. It's super early in the morning. But that can also have a defender be in really, really awesome position and be able to throw, you know, X player open. Like, the Aaron, I know, can do that, but Aaron just refuses not to. So he is now, oh, my God, the lowliest of lows, the sixth overall quarterback in the NFL. Uh, Tom Brady is better, so that's why he's five. And really, Tom Brady could be like four or third overall. Tom is still the man. Tom's still the GOAT. I think for about 
15, 16, 17 years, maybe. Up until probably Patrick Mahomes was in the NFL. I think, Pat, uh, not Pat, excuse me, but Tom was probably the best quarterback in the NFL. And he still is. And it's literally just because, it's not really because he's getting older, which is a shock because he's like 44. But it's just, there's so many, to me, better quarterbacks than Tom at this stage in his career. In the sense of a combination of like talent and also development of mechanics. Like Patrick Mahomes is on this list and I'll get into that in a couple of minutes because he is in the top four. But like Patrick is a great example of, oh my God, he can throw the football literally when he's parallel to the ground accurately to Tyreek Hill, which is like a combination of supreme talent and like supreme mechanical development. And Tom has that supreme mechanical development, but he just doesn't have the arm talent of like a Patrick Mahomes. It's not like a shade. It's not like a me throwing shade at Tom because Tom's still the goat still is. It's just, there's players now that I mean, are just insane with their mechanical development as well as their, uh, their individual talent as well. It's, it's a shock to me at how awesome Tom is. Fourth controversial is going to be fourth overall, Deshaun. Yep, Deshaun Watson. I don't think people understand just how awesome Deshaun Watson was before the whole sex, sexual assault thing, which I get it is super important, but Tom Bright, not Tom, Deshaun Watson to me was like the start of, oh my God, this person has an insane amount of talent and actually has like the work ethic to be able to develop his mechanics into a really, really solid package. And I think it's going to be interesting that he's actually on a great football team now. That he is on the Cleveland Browns with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb and he has Amari Cooper now. And he has, like, essentially one of the best defensive players in the NFL in Miles Garrett. And he has, like, awesome defensive players everywhere, like Denzel Ward and Jeremiah Wusukoromoa. Like, so many fucking awesome football players. He's kind of playing in, like, a division that can be exposed a little bit. It's just... It's going to be an interesting year out in Cleveland. And to me, Deshaun Watson was kind of, like, a better version of Joe Burrow. And really this could be, I'm playing, I'm placing him a little bit too low because he could be better than Joe Burrow, who is on this list, who is in the top three. Because I think he's, I mean, he's fucking, Deshaun Watson will have balls of steel sometimes. The Bills playoff game is like the perfect example of that where, I mean, I remember I watched him get like kicked in the, uh, kicked in the face. Apparently he went blind and he threw like a touchdown pass to his tight end, like I think it was Everett or something like that, while blind, while like adjusting his face mask. Like Deshaun Watson's highlights are some of the freakiest fucking things I've ever seen on the entire planet when it comes to like a quarterback. Like it's, it's so weird to watch Deshaun Watson's highlights because it's just like, holy shit, he's playing in a bad scheme with a bad offensive line with very, very minimal help. And he's still just like, 
he's still getting shit done. Which is incredible to me. We'll see what happens with him later on in the season. I just think that he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Joe is third. I think, like, I, I love Joe Burrow. Love Joe Burrow. Who doesn't love Joe Burrow? I think Joe is kind of the new Tom Brady in the sense of awesome mechanical development, really getting the uh, every last drop out of what he can do as a person on the football field and having the fucking guts to lay down, you know, to get essentially beaten up on for three hours because his offensive line is so shitty. And just being like, I trust all of my receivers and I'm going to throw it up there to them and I hope that they will make a play and they usually do because he has Jamar Chase and T Higgins. I think he's better than Aaron. I think he's better than Tom at this point. And um, I think, I don't know if he's better than Deshaun, but Deshaun is, we'll see what happens with Deshaun. But I think Joe is just unmistakably one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and he's probably going to get paid a shit ton of money. Uh, when he's going to go into contract negotiations with the Bengals. Bengals, get ready to shelve out probably like 45, $45 million next year. First and second overall quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. In that order. I think Patrick is the best quarterback in the NFL. That's not a surprise. And I think, I think uh, Josh is the second best. I think a lot of people... Because of how awesome Josh Allen is, I think a lot of people are like, yep, Josh Allen is the guy. He's this and that. I think it's kind of overcompensating for how much we shitted on him, including myself. I raised my hand as well. I kind of chat on Josh Allen a little bit. He's an awesome quarterback. I still think Patrick Mahomes is still better. And it's like, for me, we can, we can like debate the semantics on it on like which offense is better. I think Kansas City's overall offensive scheme is better. And I think they have similar weapons as well. Like as much as the loss of like Tyreek Hill hurts, the Kansas City Chiefs, they still have Travis Kelsey, right? So it's kind of like they still have a Stephon Diggs in some degree, but it's, it's obviously, you know, like they don't have, you know, literally two of the best offensive players in the NFL anymore. They only have one. Obviously as a pass catcher. But Patrick, to me, his arm strength, his mechanics. I don't know what the fuck happened in that playoff game against the Bengals. I think they just fell asleep at the will. Kind of like how I'm right now because it's almost two o'clock in the morning. But to me, it's kind of like insane for people to be like, Patrick Mahomes is worse than Josh Allen. I get it that Josh is essentially the the Bills' entire offensive scheme, like even the running game, because for some reason they can't run the football with running backs. They can only run it with a quarterback. To me, that's not Patrick Mahomes' fault. That is the shittiness of the Bills' shitty offense. I don't really care how awesome or how ineffective, excuse me, the Bills' offense is and how much... Josh has to overcompensate for it. I think Patrick is better. I think if I were to get both quarter, like, I mean, we, we pretty much have seen him 
you know what you know what i think i think the bills were the better team i think the bills were the better team and patrick and andy had just fucking creamed them and the final like couple of minutes of the game that final game bills versus chiefs everybody's seen it because it's rated as like the best game ever but it was just sloppy football at the end to me but like for me personally speaking I don't think that Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Patrick because I think Patrick I mean I think Patrick at the end of the day can still fucking take over games better than Josh and I think Patrick's highs are much, 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 much higher than Josh Allen's highs. Let me show you. Let me show you what I mean. Right? We'll end this with this because I'm tired. Let me show you something. What I mean by Patrick's highs are much higher than Josh's highs, and I know this happened like four years ago, Patrick had 50 touchdowns to 12 interceptions. Josh Allen has never had anywhere close to that efficiency as a quarterback. Oh yeah, and he also had 5,000 yards. Now granted, Patrick's kind of had like, I mean, Patrick's was re was really, really shitty at the beginning of this fucking, uh, of last season. Really, really fucking shitty player. I don't know what the fuck happened to Patrick Mahomes where he was just, absolutely horrendous but he was really shitty at the beginning of the season but when he turned it around it was like watching Patrick Mahomes all over again and look his efficiency is insane man like outside of the 2018 season where again he had 50 touchdowns 5,000 yards and 12 interceptions he's never had a double digit interception season besides last season like he will have 26 touchdowns five interceptions, 38 touchdowns, six interceptions. That is insanity. Insanity. How efficient Patrick Mahomes is, as well as how fucking effective he is as a passer. I get it. Josh has had two really, really awesome back-to-back -back seasons. Josh Allen, I mean, I don't think he can turn it on the way that Patrick Mahomes can. I just don't. And it's like the shittiness of how bad his offensive line was in 2020 plus like how shitty he played last year, I feel like has kind of dampered people's like love and effect. And also people had shitty expectations for him. People were like, he's going to surpass Tom Brady. I'm like, no, he's not. He, he, he has won one Super Bowl and people were like, he's better. He's going to be better than Tom Brady because everybody hates Tom Brady. And I'm like, shut up. No, he's not. But Tom, oh my God, not Tom, excuse me. But like, Patrick to me is just, I mean, he's just, I, I don't know how to describe it besides like, Patrick is, Patrick is just like a more lethal quarterback than Josh when he's, when he is on and I hate saying like lethal and he's cold blooded and it makes me sound like I'm a 50 year old fucking radio talk show host person thing 
But I do think that Tom, or not Tom, I'm getting player names confused because I'm tired. I think that Patrick is just so much better than really any quarterback in the NFL, especially and specifically when he's fucking on. When he's on, nobody's fucking hotter than him. Anyways, I'm tired. I'm peacing out. I'll see you tomorrow. We'll talk about wide receivers. Ladies and gentlemen, 24th podcast.